SMQBs. This is episode 100. That's it. We made the century mark, got to 100. Who knew? Who thought this would ever happen? But here we are, and we have to celebrate the Eagles going to the Super Bowl. Ugh. All right, episode 100, we cover all the championship stuff, lots of good conversations, a lot of disagreement over things from the weekend. Uh, we also discuss the fact that this is the first Super Bowl with two black quarterbacks squaring off against each other, sort of surprising. And then we get on with the Girl Scout cookie lip smackdown, uh, very controversial votes there too, punchable face of the week, lasso, some quick hitters and some favorite moments from the SMQBs. That's it. Leave us five stars. Thanks for listening. We appreciate all your support. On to the next hundred. And from the people climb up on the booth, hanging from the people on the people, my hits the roof, dancing on the ceiling, on the people, I got people on the dancing on the people, I got people. SMQB's episode 100. We did it. Wow. I know there's yes. at least one person on here who didn't think it would happen. <laughs> 100 episodes. Can you believe Not- it? I think we're syndicated now. Yep. Yeah, can't wait for the money to roll in. Cheers, <laughs> fellas. We should be Cheers. proud of ourselves. Cheers. Yeah, Cheers. Here's all of us. Cheers. Do you want to tell our listeners what you've done in the last week? I did what we all said we would do, and I got the tattoo of the logo on my forearm. <laughs> you thought we were serious. <laughs> I, I just assume when you say you're going to do something, you do it. Uh, it looks yeah. good, Rooster. It looks yeah, it good. Congratulations. Looks great. I'm, pr- I'm yeah. proud of you. Nace, you're next. I'm up next. Listen, okay. believe it or not, um, I've got a number 100 for us. Hmm. Um, hmm. Now you're not, you're not you're not a marathoner, <laughs> a marathon runner. You're not <laughs> going to get it, but I'm going to do it anyway. This mm. number 100 began officiating in 2007 at high school football games in Virginia. By 2009, she was a, she officiated the Virginia State High School Championship game in Charlottesville. In 11, she began officiating Division One football in Conference USA. And then she um, she went through all sorts of development programs with the NFL, and in 2018 began working regular season Pac-12 games, then uh, NCAA Division One women's basketball games as well. She was the headlinesman uh, for the Pac-12 season in 2021, uh, including the Senior Bowl. And then in on March 5th, 2021. She received her promotion as an on-field official for the NFL. Her first game was as a line judge on September 12, 2021, between the Panthers and the Jets. And this number 100 is Maya Chaka. She's 41 years old, and she's the first black woman hired by the NFL as an on-field official. And she oh. wears number 100. She literally wears All right, Maya. All right, yeah. Maya. Welcome wow. to our show. Yeah, right. Centennial. Nace, what are we going to do after the numbers goes? I've away? got an idea. I've got yeah. something right. new. Well, wait, gonna, when did we? When did you. we start? We didn't start until like the 30s, probably. Yeah, I know that's okay. We're we're putting this to bed. We're moving on. Oh, because another. you know, number we know what number one would be. Jalen, let's go. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> By the way, I knew you would say that realized today that i never got one right not one <laughs> that's well, not possible they're all before you were born <laughs> not one not one of them literally i know who number three would be ai baby AI. Yeah, obviously obviously so but i did find a 100 and now i've got i've got another plan for us starting with 101 be something a little different all right hmm. maybe yep. not guessing but we'll we'll do something fun to kick off the show which will continue towards episode 200 now all right. The bicentennial. Well, look, um, you know, it, there was almost a reason to cancel this um, because the first point of discussion uh, is very troubling for some of us. Um, yeah. But another, uh, I, I guess it was a fantastic weekend of football. Um, we had our championship games, House, 
congratulations. I told you going into the weekend, I thought the Eagles were the best team of the four left, and they certainly looked like it yesterday. And you were there. Tell us, tell us about it. Winning is winning is everything. It's so fun. I mean, it is just so fun. I know it's a distant memory for you, Milk, but it is really he's, he's so it, happy. <laughs> it is, it is. Look, this team, I don't know whether it's because Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts is a leader, the guys who are still around from uh Super Bowl 52, like Jason Kelsey and Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox, but they they just really they look like they have this mission. They're dialed in. They're very focused at all facets of the game. Uh, and they're playing their best football. They are playing definitely on the defensive side. On the defensive side, you know, they are animals. And whatever you want to say about yet yesterday's game, and I'm sure we'll have lots to talk about quarterbacks and all this other stuff. The bottom line is if you switch the other side of the football to the offense versus San Francisco's vaunted defense, we just hung 31 points on the number one defense in the NFL, and our offensive line just destroyed them. I'm just you, you had some short fields them. though, big time. Not not a couple of our drives were long. We did have some short yeah. fields, but the bottom line is our offensive line and the game in the trenches. Nick Bosa did not sniff Jalen. He did not sniff him. And that was the difference in the game that Hassan Reddick changed the game by getting to their starting quarterback and they couldn't get to our starting. Quarterback. See, I think that's, that that's an interesting point. And, and it goes to, I think Kyle Shanahan got badly out coached by Sirianni. You can't put a third string rookie quarterback in a big game like this and say the only protection you have against Hassan Reddick, who had 16 and a half sacks this year, is we're going to throw a tight end at him. That's crazy. I mean, Hassan Reddick just destroyed Brock Purdy. And even if he didn't hurt him, it, it, the guy was just completely flustered and was not going to have a good game. I mean, he 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 was it, he was in his head by that point. I mean, there there's there's no way to say this without House getting angry. But I'm sorry. I mean, that game, look, the Eagles, I said it before the weekend, they're the best team left. And I still believe that. But there is so little you can take away from that game. I mean, Purdy was out halfway through the first quarter. Game was yeah. over in the first, first quarter. First but drive. it was not. But House it, is right. it was not. House is it was right. not they, over. I think Hold it on. was over. No I, I way. It was totally over in the I first quarter. This. I, the Eagles running attack was ridiculous. I mean, if they can run the ball the way they did against the 49ers rush defense, I mean, they're win. the Chiefs have no chance. So you win time, Super Bowls with, with running and defense. What was it's, the time of possession, House? I think it was like 35-25, and that is exactly the stat we're looking for against KC. You got to keep Mahomes off the field. You got to keep Debo off the field. You got to keep CMC off the field. We talked about this last week for, for those of us who made 99. We talked about what Purdy's numbers were when Dallas blitzed him. He was an ineffective. He did nothing. The Whatever you want to say, you can bring in the healthy Purdy. I don't really give a shit because that guy was not going to do anything against the blitz. He's- I, I, I agree. I totally, totally agree. Disagree. First, it was 37 to 22. It was, it was actually closer to 30, you know, 37, 22 on the, on the uh, time of possession. And I, I mean, the game was, was, Seven seven at one point. I mean, it was. I'm sorry. I, I don't Eagles agree. I think just, the Eagles got to the point where they didn't have to pass the ball very early on in that game, and the, and right. you know I was watching Jason Kelsey because uh, House was mentioning, you know, just what a un, underappreciated center he is, and I I mean I've never seen a center be able to pull the way that guy does. They can run weak side just because of one offensive lineman. Who pulls out I, and just I'm, clears I'm not, a hole? I'm not disagreeing with with the running game part of it. I'm what I'm saying is I think the throat to say Purdy would have been ineffective that whole game and and that uh, 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 Shanahan got out coached that badly. I mean, they never had a chance to get any offense going yesterday. Never. Period. It was over. It was over when Purdy went out. He's by the way, the breaking news just came in that he has a torn UCL and will be out six months. 
Six um, months. He's going to have surgery. He is instead of surgery. He's going to Mahomes would Mahomes would take a week. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, <right>. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, what? Nice. Look, whatever. Yeah. Do you think if Brock? So you think if Brock Purdy had not gotten hurt, that game would have been gone differently? I don't. Yes, very I'm different. Sure about that. Well, it would have been. Very it would have been a game. Whether it yes. would have ended maybe, up any differently, maybe it's I don't not know. An absolute fucking blowout because Josh Johnson. Come on, he's probably done in the NFL. And he's the fourth he's, string quarterback who's for ten years played with thirteen he, different teams. He's terrible. I mean, he's not a good quarterback. He's terrible. It should have no, been. He's, it should have been. It should have been worst yeah. case scenario fourteen seven at halftime. But I mean, I said right. Johnson dropped the ball. I mean, but my point is this: if you have, if you're down to fucking Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson as your two options, you need to block Hassan Reddick. On a I agree with flight. that. That's but I mean, but that was not to do but, that. But, but you're you're suggesting that nobody would have made any adjustments or anything. I mean, these guys make adjustments all day long. I, I mean, I don't think that Reddick would have run wild like that if Purdy was in the game. They would have had to make they had to make adjustments. You know, so. I think almost every single one of us on this pod, um, I, I think it happened with Dallas too. But I think almost every single one of us on this pod has won a Super Bowl with essentially a backup quarterback. You know, you make adjustments, whether it's Hostetler or Brad Johnson or Trent Dilfer or, I don't know, did Danny White get one? Maybe he didn't. But No, Danny didn't get one, but he went okay. a backup quarterback. Okay, or, you know, Griffin started out. Staubach and Aikman. Doug, we, Doug Williams was the Doug backup. Doug Williams was the backup. The yeah. point is, like, you, you do make adjustments. They didn't make adjustments. This was... This was an incredibly undisciplined team. That team was unhinged. They were making the dumbest penalties throughout the game. Really, really dumb penalties that cost them on significant drives. I, I, Shanahan, I'm sorry. You guys, you guys texted also. Shanahan badly missed a challenge. That really he did. Yeah, that he did. was bad. That, that was bad. Changed the game. And Sirianni made the challenge, which reversed yeah. the play. And Shanahan didn't, which would have reversed the play. That's coaching. Sh- Shanahan did miss that. But I, I look, I, and again, I, I'm not trying to take anything away from the Eagles, but the are. Eagles did not have to throw <laughs> the ball in the second half. They didn't have no. to worry about a passing game. I mean, Brock Purdy came in there with a, what we know now is a torn ulnar uh, ligament. And literally, I mean, he couldn't throw the ball. The Eagles did not five have yards, to worry. Five and, the, yards. And, and if you want to talk about dumb penalties and stuff like that, how frustrated were those guys? They're in the NFC Championship game, and by the end of the first quarter, they have zero hope. The game is over. It's over. It was over. I don't disagree with this, but but I think, I mean, think about the, I thought the Eagles' offensive line, like, really dominated their They team. were amazing. And so, I mean, that's, the, I don't care whether the, Brock Purdy's in the game or not. Right. Like, the Niners defensive line wasn't hurt and they got abused. They did. And, and, and when, when, when Purdy or Johnson were in and they were going to the screen game, we were shutting the screen game down, which is a big part of what they had going anyway. Look, I, I think we were far and away the better team. I think, um, it, it might have been an interesting academic exercise to see how close the score would have gotten. I don't think the score would have ever been close because on offense, we were controlling this line of scrimmage. We were winning the game in the trenches. And frankly, I think it's fueling the Eagles that the narrative continues to be this. It was a narrative before. Some, these guys have a serious chip on their shoulder. Brandon Graham didn't get considered for comeback player of the year. Nick Sirianni didn't get considered for coach of the year. Hassan Reddick is not in the list of defensive player of the year. All the Eagles are talking about it. They talked about before the game. They talked about it. Isn't Howie Rossman uh, in the running? Probably the lead candidate for executive of the year. Howie Roseman won executive of the year. And Jalen Hurts is in the mix of the MVP. But there were other significant contributors that have not been included. And I I think the Eagles, you know, it's hard to find a chip on your shoulder when you're 16 and three. But when the narrative ends up being things like, well, they didn't really beat a quarterback. Well, the game would have been much closer. It just fuels them. So I hope the narrative stays this for the next two weeks. I actually do. Well, you'll get your chance. Yeah, I don't I don't know if the narrative will stay that way, House. I mean, but you guys have to admit you've you've had a very fortunate year as far as the health of your team. I read a stat. Y'all had the same 22 that started that game that started the beginning of the year, which I'm not sure that's ever happened before. So, I mean, you know, we talk about that in the beginning of the year. Luck determines a lot about what happens 
during uh, during a year for a football team. And you guys have everything has fallen in your in your favor. I mean, you got to admit beating Danny Jones and Daniel Jones and uh, Purdy Johnson, uh, whoever the fuck come off the bench um, to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's that's a favorable draw. Right. I I just disagree. I said this in the before the season started that Howie was going to be the executive of the year because of he filled every single hole on that team. They started out this year with strength at every position. I mean, I've I've never seen anything like it. Giants, the Giants just have to shed their their best cornerback, and the Eagles pick him up. The uh, you got a great. Defensive back from the Saints. I mean, it seems like every good player who was available, the Eagles got him, and they just—I mean—they're just strong. Every they—they they have they, like they, pro they bowlers are. at every level of the defense, but, from the line to the linebackers to the secondary. But nobody's saying that, but is disagreeing with that. I mean, I—I I think that's true. I think they're a great team. I mean, they're the right team from the NFC to be in the championship game, but. I, I mean, I'm not sure blowing up screenplays when you know the quarterback can't throw the ball past the line of scrimmage. You know, I mean, they, you, if you really want to look at it, you know, they only scored 10 points in the second half when when they there was no San Francisco. Did they get any first downs? I mean, not many. Well, they didn't need to. They didn't need to. That's and true. I agree with That's you. True. I agree with you. They, it, it's not that it was impressive that they were blowing up screens against a guy who couldn't throw beyond five yards. But it wouldn't have mattered. That's I think that's the point that House is making. Yeah, well, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, maybe I'll say not. this. Uh, I I I I've been to a Super Bowl where we lost, and it was unbelievably disappointing. And I remember a lot less about that year than I I do about the one that we won. It this could all be for naught if we lose this game to the Chiefs. But if we beat the Chiefs, the sixteen and three Chiefs with an incredible offense, incredible defense, and a Mahomes who threw for 300 yards last night and will be two weeks healthier, there will be no asterisks. So now we've got a job to 100%, do. 100%. Totally oh, that's true. I, I totally agree with that. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. As long as Mahomes is healthy. So let's talk about that game then. Let's talk about the second game. Um, anybody, what do you think? Just another great gamer. AFC championship yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, horrible way to end. I felt bad for yeah. that game. Yeah. But yeah. don't fucking hit the guy late out of bounds. I don't well, know. well, so what do we what do we think would have happened? Because it would have been first down, eight seconds left, and they would have had a 60 yard field goal. Well, no, they, they would have taken one shot at they would have taken, out of bounds. They would have taken one more play. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't, yeah. Yeah, he couldn't yeah. make that. Right. Um, barely made the 45 yarder. Right, he had kicked the, over 53 in the warmups. Yeah, I don't, I don't like to complain about referees, and I don't have a, a I don't have a dog in this fight between these two teams. But the officiating on the last drive for Kansas City, they gifted that game to them. There, there were a number of calls, including on that scramble. There were two takedown holds on that play where he scrambled. I mean, complete like like the the clothesline holds of offensive linemen while Mahomes was running by. Um, there was a a earlier in the game there was a complete late hit on um, Burrow. I mean, three steps drilled him right in the chin. No call. Um, there was a pass interference penalty that got missed. There was some really one-sided officiating. I thought the grounding call was shaky. The grounding was bad. And, and I I will tell you this, I hate that 15-yard penalty on that play. That was that was, a it, was it was the right call. Did not have a choice. That's yeah, a that bullshit was right. call. Yeah, no, that, that was a call, but you have to no. I don't know. Nobody Mahomes, has said that's a bullshit call. Mahomes could turn that up. He was no, a step out of bounds. He, it was a long. He was both feet out of bounds. Step. Three yards no, out of a, bounds. What I think happened was the the cornerback for the uh, Bengals was standing there out of bounds, and it and it it looked like he was in bounds. So as this run as this linebacker's running as fast as he can run to cut off Mahomes, he sees his own player standing there and just assumes that guy's in bounds, but he was out of bounds. Well, I, I thought it was pretty weak. 
I thought it was a weak call to, to send a team to the Super Bowl. But here's the thing. Um, I, I think the last drive officiating was bad. And, uh, you know, officiating has dominated the sports world this week because because yeah. all the sports world always has to talk about LeBron. And, you know, you guys saw the how that game ended. And LeBron was obviously fouled by Tatum. And the officials literally, like, in the most embarrassing press release, like, apologized. And yeah, that, that's bullshit. And that they're losing sleep over it. But the point is this. And so we were talking about this in my house. And I said, guys, I, I, we've, we've whined about bad calls before. But you can never ultimately say that the reason that a game was lost came down to one play. And yes, that includes a face mask against the, the, okay. Commander. I just was going to, I was going to, I was waiting for that. <laughs> you, you you have to agree with that bison that, that the chiefs had other opportunities to win that game besides it coming down or the Bengals had either team had other should not rely on officiating on a last drive and blame it on that. Yeah. You, can't, throw, you I, can't get I, sacked five times and throw two picks one in the fourth quarter. You know, yeah, and, then come, and then say it came down to one play. The punt return was total bullshit. That was a block in the back. It was that obvious. was a block. Everybody yeah. saw it. Yeah. Everybody fucking saw Ooh. it. And that gave him the ball at, at uh, the midfield. It gave him an opportunity. And that was yeah. ridiculous. Do you know what I think the, the story of that game really was? Is you can't you can't go to the Super Bowl if three of your five starting offensive linemen are out. And yeah. They were able to cover that up in this in the game against the Bills because the Bills don't have Chris Jones or Frank Clark, and they were playing in several inches of snow, so the defensive line was kind of bogged down. It was easier yeah. to block them. But yeah. man, you can't come in against the bank of the Chiefs or the Eagles with three non-starters on your line and expect to pass block. I, I think you got to be excited about this, though. You have now. Brady Manning 2.0. I don't think there could be any doubt that you have the rivalry of Brady v. Manning 2.0 between Burrow and Mahomes at this point. Those guys are going to play a lot of championship games against each other, or yeah. certainly a lot of meaningful playoff games against each other. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 poised for a great future rivalry between the two of them. Um fueled by Kelsey <laughs> last yeah. night on the the speech. Well, Kelsey was right. I mean, what that mayor said was over the over the top. I know. Well, the mayor said he d- he deserved what Kelsey said to him. Yeah, at least he took it like a man. Yeah, right? I mean, he, he did. He did. He did. It was over the top. <laughs> we have fight for your right to party. Where's well, the whole thing? Where's the Kelsey family from? Are they from like the Pittsburgh area or something? Jesus. No, they're from. Um, oh my God, California, uh, from Ohio. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean that yeah, is right, right, jabroni yeah. is kind of a Midwestern. Which I was going to, I was going to say that thing, the, the funny thing is that both Travis and Jason Kelsey went to university of Cincinnati. That is right. funny. Oh yeah. And, uh, but I mean, that Kelsey thing was a straight WWE, you know, combo of, of uh cliche. It was pretty, yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. 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 Go find on TikTok where they put it next to all the WWE wrestlers. Well, and including the, uh, the who? Yeah. The Let Ric Flair. Let me ask you guys this for, for our dearly departed. I think we know that the Bengals need help on the offensive line to continue to protect Burrow. Um, they're, they're otherwise a pretty strong team. Um, what do the Niners do going forward at quarterback in light of this injury and the surgery? Do they go with Garoppolo, Trey Lance, Purdy, somebody different, Thomas Brady? What do they, what do, they do? They can't Purdy trade Lance and Trey now. Lance fight it out. Yeah, they can't trade. Yeah, Lance, Lance has been begged, begging to be traded. Yeah, they have a bad situation on their hands. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, do, I think they got a I, good situation on their do hands. Think, do you think they're? I don't think John Lynch is sitting there going, "Brock Purdy's my guy." No, I, I, I think why? He's, why I, do you keep saying that? I, I mean, why? You know why you guys are saying that? Because he was the last pick in the draft. The NFL right. gets gets quarterbacks wrong every day of the week. If they if they're twenty five percent of the right on picking quarterbacks, if Brock Purdy had been a second round pick, would anybody be saying he's not the answer? I I I don't know how he would develop, but if you look at his stats against the blitz, he sucks. He it's a completely ineffective offense. No, maybe he could get, but he can't, and he can't start throwing until probably August. That's a bigger problem. Right, I agree with that. I mean, they yeah, and then you've got Garoppolo. 
I mean, is that a career-threatening injury? I, I don't know. I mean, that, I don't know. You don't hear don't about know. an ulnar collateral or, or ligament yeah. uh, surgery very often. I don't know. But, I mean, Tom Brady was what pick in the draft? I mean, sixth yeah. round. Guys yeah. can be successful exactly. regardless of where they get picked. That, well, if Garoppolo stayed healthy, I'd I'd be comfortable with him if I were the Niners. But he just when's the last time he made it through a whole yeah. season? I'd go with Garoppolo next year and I would trade Trey Lance, try to get some picks for it. And if Garoppolo doesn't work out, when Purdy comes back, you go for that and then figure it out. Yeah. All right. So we got the Super Bowl in two weeks. We have a week off. Um, For our listeners, uh, there's a a lot of travel coming up for the SMQBs. We anticipate at least getting out our predictions and a preview of the game for next week. But uh, I, I, let's say just real briefly, because we got to keep the agenda moving today, um, real briefly, any storylines that you're looking forward to as we start start getting ready to talk Super Bowl? Anybody? Well, I mean, it's the youngest I'll, quarterback together. Two, two African-American quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big one. Can you imagine that? That's, this is the first time two black quarterbacks have, have faced off against each other in the Super Bowl. It's remarkable. I, I was yeah. stunned to learn that. Yeah. Well, how about this? The Chiefs can't run the ball. They're also, their offensive line pass protection is looking weak right now. And two of their wide receivers are hurt. And the Eagles have the number one pass defense in the league. The, this, to me, that's the story. That's And you make a good point, Rooster, because that's what's bothering me about yesterday is that at least I feel like Cincinnati is a better team. Like the Bengals are better than the Chiefs, and the Bengals would have put up a better fight against the Eagles, defensively, offensively, all of it. Uh, my 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 storyline will be all about the health of Patrick Mahomes. Right, I forgot that part. Their quarterback's ankle is right. Patrick, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. There is no such thing as the play dying while he's on the field. He keeps plays alive, like no one in NFL history. And I think all defensive things go out the window once he keeps the play alive because he just finds open receivers. Most often Travis Kelsey, but yesterday Valdez Scantling really emerged as a target for him. And if, if, if Mahomes is healthy, it basically comes down to the usual turnover and time of possession. Whoever wins those two wins the game. Well, and can Kansas city's defense make hurts uncomfortable? Cause he hasn't been uncomfortable in the playoffs yet. Frank Clark's and, a beast. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, Burrow was, I think he just got sacked again, just to, as we're talking. I mean, Burrow <laughs> was, was in trouble the whole time. So if you, if you do that to Hertz, you know, how, how is he going to respond? He's the youngest quarterback to go to the Super Bowl. Good for him, though. It's, it's a big game for Mahomes. You know, all the talk of Mahomes when he won his, when he won a Super Bowl of taking the mantle from Tom Brady and going on and that we were going to see a lot of Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl championships. If he loses this one, he'll be one and two in the Super Bowl. And now you start looking at him as just another one of the good quarterbacks in the NFL, mm-hmm. not this elite guy. Oh, I, I, you uh, gotta, you gotta win Super Bowls. You gotta win Super Bowls. <sighs> I, don't, I don't think there's, I don't think he's feeling that type of pressure. He, he lost to Brady badly, obviously like, He's gotten that out of him. Yeah, I think he's going to play with a little chip on his shoulder. But maybe. I think, better. The NFL, I think the NFL awards come out before the Super Bowl happens, and it will probably be Mahomes over Hertz. And again, not like these guys need any further motivation or fuel, but that's going to be an interesting little storyline too, to see how Jalen gets motivated by that. Well, the Chiefs got motivated because they didn't think they were getting respect. So you got two teams that don't think they're getting enough respect. Stop the run. Put the ball in Jalen Hurts' hands to beat you. See and see what happens. See what happens. Right. Make him uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, has anybody seen uh, his his uh, rapport with uh, Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown? It looks pretty good to me. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, but... <laughs> You can't give them all day to pass. Right. right. Well, okay. So we'll talk more Super Bowl. We will get together at some point and at least discuss 
uh, discuss the Super Bowl and give predictions. Uh, lots to happen, you know, uh, over the next couple of weeks. And, and you know, we'll have we'll it's have, a line two and a half right now. That's what I saw. I thought it was two, but maybe it snuck up to two and a half. It went down to two. It was yeah. two no, and it half. started it one. It went to two and a half and went back down to two. Yeah. Eagles, as a giving, pick. Eagles giving two right now is what I see. I so. think that's a steal. Wow. Rooster wants to handle Lombardi right over to you. He is. I, I just think I, I think I'd my take hands the up Eagles, for the fair catch. I'd take the Eagles minus <laughs> seven at this point. Whoa. Yeah, he, whoa. Wow. Tease wow. it up. <laughs> okay. That. All right. All right. You give me seven. So look, before we move on from this, I, I there is one side note, a little a little levity here that we have to talk about from all the games yesterday. Um did anybody see the the commercial, the preview for the movie called Cocaine Bear? <laughs> oh hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that real? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's a real thing. Well, partly, and it's based on a real. true story. And, and how based loosely? This is based on true on a true story. Very what loosely. About? Bear, bear ate a pound of cocaine that fell from the sky when a you know a drug running plane had to dump its load. But in the real story, the bear died immediately of a heart attack. He didn't go on some rampage. <laughs> no, he well, didn't this, go on a cocaine-fueled uh, rampage. This one, he goes on a rampage. cocaine-fueled rampage, killing everybody. <laughs> but do you know what the bear's name is? <laughs> no. Pablo Escobar. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody made this movie? Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, Ray yeah. Liotta's in it. Harry, uh, it was Harry his Russell last movie. Uh, oh, Matthew Reese. That's unfortunate. He literally got killed by the bear. Actors? I'm sorry. This is going to be outstanding. Wait, I can't wait. Is to it see a comedy? It. We're going to have to uh, all. Yes. Yes. It's partake. a comedy. We're going to have to yeah. all partake and watch it's that not, together. It's not a drama. It's not a documentary. That's <laughs> no, sure. it's definitely not a drama. It's not a documentary. So only in America, only oh. in America. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Just wanted to throw that out there. We're not by uh, chance going, moving from cocaine to Girl Scouts, are we? We are. We as a matter of fact. Are we missing? <laughs> All right, you so want we're, some we're not doing the we're not doing the picks. <laughs> no, I said we're going to do that next, next week. week. I said that we're the recap. I need to okay. see where that line goes. Yeah, there's a lot of time left before that. Yeah. So, no, no, okay. I'm talking about how did we do this week? I don't even remember who I picked. I think I did the Bengals. Oh, I, I did had the oh. Eagles and the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I might. You can keep probably. talking as I uh, retrieve the picks from <laughs> the state. Okay. Well, I, listen. I let's lost. let's go. Um, it's time to talk about uh, Girl Scout cookies a little bit. Uh, to say that this got a little attention out there um, would be putting it mildly. There's some people with very strong opinions. Just to give you a quick update on the first round games, S'mores defeated Lemonades. Adventure Fools got past Toffee Tastic. Raspberry Rally, a very controversial high seed, uh, defeated Trefoils. Uh, Caramel Chocolate Chip went past the Toast Yays. Uh, that was a closer game than expected, three to one. And Dosi Do's blank lemon ups. So we are in round two. We have three buys. The teams getting the buys were the Tagalongs with the one seed, the Samoas with the two seed, and Thin Mints with the three seed. The Thin Mint community is up in arms over their low seeding. They're they're livid over it. They're also a very loud uh, contingent, uh, sort of like North Carolina. They they think they're uh, better than they are all the time and don't get the respect they deserve. Um, so let's go, guys. We got we got five votes today, and we've got to start with the one versus the eight. We have tagalongs versus s'mores. Ooh, that's a tough one. Tagalongs versus s'mores. Tagalongs yeah. are the cho- are the peanut butter cookies. Do you yeah. have the bracket up that we can yeah. see? This is oh yeah. You want to do that? Yeah, yeah. You do s'mores that. like a new cookie. I'm, I, yeah, newish. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I don't vote for this. I'm tagging. Here we on. go. Hold on. Hold on. Let me let me share the bracket here. I'm not sure why we need to see the bracket, but I'll share. I want to see the pictures of cookies. I got them. Yeah, in I want to. I want to have. I want to be able to taste each one too. Taste before I, <laughs> can you all? Can, can you see the uh, bracket? Yep. Oh, yep. oh, I see. All right. Hope wants to be a little influenced by the seating number. Here. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, yeah, this is the tag along. So okay. Tag along v s'mores. Yeah. What do we got? The one I, versus I, I eight. Put a, I'm putting a Ta- vote in for the tag along. Tag along. Tag along. I got tag along. So is that a? Is, 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 Pope, did you? Did you? I'll vote? go s'mores. 
Wow. Okay. Four to one. Yeah, All right. Done. All right. Now let's see here. I think I can do this. Hold on. Um, if you want to see is an adventureful. This is an that's why I gotta get this thing out of the way. I don't know how to get this thing out of the way. Okay, there we go. All right, here's the cookies. Doesn't oh, those are those new ones. Yeah, those I'm are not good. voting those for delicious. something called raspberry. Those are delicious. Here we got those. adventure fulls right here. Right okay, there, adventure fulls. All right, yeah. the adventure fulls going against raspberry rallies, uh, which is right here. The thing about yeah. raspberry rally that you got that's a little sneaky about them is that they are uh, dipped in chocolate coating, yeah, actually you know, chocolate tea coating. Mm. So you know, you know the thing about raspberry rally is it looks the same. It's All right. pink. It's it looks pink like on the donut. inside. It's, like it's, a, it's outrageous how they got a number four seed. It's outrageous. Yep. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down for adventurefuls. Yeah. Anything yeah. that has a hint of sea salt, I'm in. Give me some. <laughs> give me some adventure. All right. Wow. This is uh These are not close salt. games. Okay. No. All right. So now well, this yeah. one might get a little interesting. Thin mints Ooh. versus the caramel chocolate chip. And let's just take a look at caramel chocolate chip. Ooh, I mean, man, those you, don't good. To, you don't need to look at those. By the yeah, way, those are good. It's gluten free. Yes. And some sea salt. And Which it has a hint of sea salt. No, no, no. Doesn't matter because I'm not a fan of I'm the voting against free. Bullshit. Let's vote against the thin mints. Give me caramel chocolate chip. Thin mints all the way through. I got to. I've got to defend Lee Hoffman's honor here and go with the thin mints. I got the caramel chocolate chip. Oh, so oh, this comes down Jesus. to my vote? I don't like Thin Mints. Come on, Bison. Thin Mints is what Girl Scout cookies has always been. I got to tell you, out. I really want to knock them out right now, but my, that's that's just wrong. I'm going Do with Thin Mints. Yes! Oh, thin mints yes! To the next oh, round. That was close. Oh. Didn't see that being that close. Institutionalist. This one's a, don't, I mean, this is a no-brainer. This really? Next, I, I mean, mean, the dosey does. Are a crunchy oatmeal sandwich cookie with peanut butter filling. I don't oatmeal think you can just sandwich are they're good. They're you don't good, mix oatmeal and peanut they, butter. They're good, oatmeal but they don't belong in the same cookie? bracket with the uh, Samoas. Yeah, come you on. You don't mix oatmeal and peanut it's butter. Just, it's just an unfortunate uh, bracket for them. Yeah, they got in the wrong. The wrong <laughs> Sorry, Dosey Dose, you're out. <laughs> All right, is, do we have a? Is this a five zero? Uh, I got who, anybody who have Dosey Dose? No, I'm doing no, it. I'm oh, doing it. Thank God. I'm doing All right. it. Who had the right. vote? Milk with dozy dose? No. No, no I did. Bison. I did. Oh. So look, the final four is here. The one seed tag along gets through and will face adventure fools. Uh, the new the newcomer, newcomer. adventure fools breaks right. through. Here and then we have we have the blue bloods in the in the other side of the bracket, the thin mint, <laughs> the three seed versus Samoas. Uh That's this is one. this is something to watch. Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Evan Kujay with a triumphant comeback. More But tonight, don't call it a comeback. Let's move on to the punchable face of the week. Episode 100. Who do we got? Anybody have someone? Is there a reason that we can punch Dan Snyder this week? Because it would only be fair for an episode 100. I've got Dan Snyder's evil twin. Oh. Okay. Anyone care to guess who that is? Jim Dolan. Of, of course. Oh, my God. What a He's joke. like, Dan Snyder, you can't have all the bad publicity. Hold my beer. I'm going to use facial recognition software to keep little little girls from seeing the Rockettes. With, <laughs> with their with their class because their mom works for a law firm of 400 people and one of them happened to have sued Madison Square Garden properties for something. He's gone through every law firm that's ever sued Madison Square Garden and scanned in the faces off the bios on the websites and is banning anyone who's worked at any of these firms from entering any of their properties in New York, Chicago, you name it. It's 90 law firms. What? Petulant little baby is what the Are guy you... is. Holy shit. This That's is a... this is the same guy who banned Charles Oakley from Madison Square Garden because Oakley dared to criticize him as an owner. I mean, he's just a... He, Pope, he's... I hope you're not planning on going to any Knicks games anytime soon. I can't. I can't go to anything at the Garden. Can't go yeah. to see... 
we're we're thinking about going to see Springsteen. By the way, I'm no, back. you're not. We're having uh, we're having a winter storm here in Dallas, so uh, we have some internet issues. You're having but, yeah, no. Yeah. So uh, one of my uh, my partners in the Cochran firm, David Haynes, out of D.C., took his wife and kids to see the Rockettes uh, Christmas show at Madison Square Garden, and he got literally. They came up to him after they went in, and they kicked him out because he's a partner of the Cochran firm. So you can't go. And the Cochran firm in New York is suing Dolan for all kinds of stuff, for slip and falls and other bad shit that he's done. So, yeah, the entire law firm is unnoticed that we cannot go to the Madden Square Garden or any affiliated uh, entities. There's a reason the Knicks have won world championship, and it was before Dolan's time. Yep. Despite the fact that they're in the best basketball city and the best basketball venue in the world, because the ownership is horrendous. What other what other venues does he own? Uh, Radio City Music Hall. Radio City Music Hall, a couple of theaters in Boston and Chicago. um, And and Madison Square Garden hosts all kinds of stuff, not just the Knicks and the Rangers. He's got concerts and. He's about to open up the coolest venue in Las Vegas, a, a, basically a replica of Madison Square Garden called the Sphere. Oh, yeah. It looks unbelievable. Unbelievable. I yeah, you guys tell me all about it. Yeah, we'll take we'll take video from inside. Yeah, that's a very good punchable face. He deserves <sighs> it. And and he is in made in the image of one Dan Snyder. That yeah, is he's a true. He's a dirt bag. Nace, and, I thought he, you I thought you were going to punch the refs from yesterday. I've got a I've got a punchable face. Okay. I'm sorry. Empire State Building. Whoever <laughs> decided in New York City right. to light the Empire State Building up, Eagles Green. That was blasphemy. Terrible. That is blasphemy. You, I mean, you ought to get buried next to Hoffa at the end the end zone, the other end zone of mm-hmm. uh of MetLife Stadium or whatever they call it now, the Meadowlands. Uh, because that that is outrageous. I mean, does rivalry mean nothing? I'm sorry. I get sportsmanship, whatever. Congrats, Hal's really happy for you, whatever. But like you're fucking lighting up your bit. What are your biggest rivals colors on your building? I mean, geez. yeah. It's like we're literally French. living in New York rent free. It's, it's, like the it's like they're French or something. Fucking the city of Philadelphia would never do that. Never. No. Yeah, but the, no. let's, let's, fa- let's face it. And I don't mean this is an insult to the to Philadelphia. Philadelphia, like where I live, like most of our cities, is a more provincial city. New York is an international, you know, city, and the Empire State Building kind of is the symbol of that. So they, you know, if the Niners had won, they probably would have lit it up in gold and, and red. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. Yeah. So no, I'm not saying I liked in, it. But light it up in red and white when the Chiefs win. In the in the um, Giants colors, and it looks damn good. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a, that's an, a, an embarrassment, and and you get a, whoever did that, you get a punch. Any other punches this week? Can I give a slap that I I sent you sure. guys in the text about the new version the last couple of years of voting in the NBA for the All Star Game? Uh, I just think it's stupid. You know, they do this front court and back court, and they've eliminated the center position. And of course, while it sucks for me and the Sixers fans personally because of how well Joel Embiid plays, I just don't think that's the way the game should be voted on for actually one of the few remaining all-star games that is still kind of fun, uh, particularly because of the the dunk contest and the all-star weekend for the NBA. But I just think it's stupid that they've eliminated the center as one of the positions you can vote for. And for that, whoever made that decision gets a slap. Yeah, I, I agree with you, House. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I do. I do that. too. That is I think dumb. the Eagles. I think the Embiid fans got distracted by the Eagles run. So, but but I do. I think you're right in your slap. I'm with you. Do we so, uh, need to slap Jermaine Pratt? Oh, asshole. what a dick! What a dick! Uh, do it, Milk. Do it. You can do slap it. him, but he did. He was very contrite today. Very. Oh, he was. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right, said he it was a moment. He yeah. He, he it's true. Yeah. And and he said you know he's my guy. I can't you know I I feel really bad. It was the heat of the moment. And uh, yeah, I'm with him. So 
We tell our fans I mean, who Jermaine Pratt is, guys. Oh, he's, the, he's the, one the, another linebacker on the on yeah. the Bengals. Yeah, he was uh, or walking, and or something. Walking into the locker room after the game yesterday. Okay, very emotional moment. And I don't know what exact words he used, but basically he was. He said, like, "Why did you t- touch the fucking quarterback?" Yeah, so, how the yeah. how do you do that? How the hell do you touch? Basically, calling his teammate out. Yeah, um, which you never want to do. Right. Um, Although it wasn't the tunnel going to the locker room, it wasn't like he did it in a press conference, and and he did he did come out and apologize today. Yeah. So actually, I, I thought it was kind of cool because uh, was it Osai or whoever his name, his uh, uh, teammate was standing right next to him in the post-game interviews in the locker room. Basically, like, if you screw with him, I'm going to take your head off. Well, that that was one of my lassos, actually. You, you're oh, you're yeah. stealing my lasso. Yeah. <laughs> because, but that's okay. We could go right into it. Um, well, I've got one know. that I thought was going to be a lasso that I just wanted to see what you guys think about whether it deserves a slap or a punch. I love ones that are can be a lasso. But right. Yeah, yeah, this was right on the... the to right me, this line. was going to be a lasso, and the story changed <laughs> right, right recently, and it's kind of controversial. So I'm going to I'm going to be um, careful with this one. But Milk, you're familiar with it. Florida, the Gators pulled the scholarship of Marcus Stokes, four, four-star quarterback, when he was basically caught on video in his car rapping along to a rap song, and thinking that that meant he could repeat the N-word and, and it gets videotaped and released. And here's this, you know, prospect using the N-word, which is never okay if you're white. It just isn't. And so he's uh, white. I'm hesitant to ever forgive somebody who does that, but that was the background. He was singing along with a, with a rap song. And... <clears throat> You know, to me, I thought his career was toast. I mean, you, you don't overcome that these days, except that a coach, a black head coach in, in, at an HBCU, Albany State, decided to offer him redemption and offered him a scholarship to come to, to Albany State. And uh, I thought, you know, who better to teach people like Marcus Stokes? who maybe are a little racist, maybe need to grow up, maybe need to learn how awful that is. Who better to teach him by extending a hand of redemption than Quinn Gray, black head coach at an at a HBCU school? It just seemed like, man, that had the makings of a beautiful story that could have turned this kid's life around and made him see the light but the president of the school decided, no, 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 that's unacceptable. Uh, that doesn't meet our standards and made the coach publicly revoke the scholarship and say that he was wrong to offer it. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, the president has some points, but I, I just think they missed a golden opportunity to be powerful uh, teachers. Rooster, of, what, of the- for, con- for context, I mean, who took the video? Did he shoot the video of himself? Probably, you know, every and, every and was it a rap? That was it, a, it was a rap song with on the, the radio. Yeah. And he was just singing to it. I'm not defending that. He he shouldn't videotape himself ever using that word. Period. Yeah. But I, I, does, I he, does he I, never I get does he never get redemption? That's a fine line. I, mean, I think there's a punchable face so. here, and I'll tell you who it is. It's the it's the president of the university. Yeah, that's For who sure. I think this, it is too. This is this is this is the childish, stupid, uh, dumb, grandstanding, posturing. Uh, you're, I mean, grownups are supposed to be better than kids, even 18 year old kids. And and Rooster, your analysis is spot on. There's a chance to to bring this kid in and show him a little a little grace, give him an opportunity, and 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 change him uh, and educate him. Um, I think. Pope makes a good point, but but the the president of the university, wow, that is that is very short sighted. And he neutered his coach in the process. I mean, he made, basically made the guy apologize to all of his ancestors. Yeah. I mean, so so that was he a he was a Gator, and then he got his scholarship yanked. Yeah, he he had a he had a scholarship. He hadn't shown so, up yet. So was that Ben Sass, the president who 
made that happen? I don't know. Hmm. Sounds like more investigation. I think that's no, no, too. The, the scholarship being yanked that we're talking about is the one from Allegheny. I mean, all yeah, but what State. about the Gator? What about the we, Gator scholarship? I'm not, I don't know who made that call to yank that scholarship. Yeah. I think that's dumb too. Absolutely. God. I think it's dumb too. I mean, you have a, a duty to educate kids. <clears throat> yeah. That's why they're going to college. Educate them, bring them in, talk to them, explain to them why it's not, it's not appropriate. But you know, 17, 18 year old kid who's, who's singing along to a song being played on the radio. And, and I don't know. Well, it, let's assume that he videotaped it and he posted it. And, and but I, then you got student athletes on the football team who beat up other people and they get, you know, suspended, but they don't lose their scholarship. Yeah. I mean, what, where do we draw the line? Yeah. Yeah. Well, any other punches? By the way, it was a good good fall for the Gators. That happened, and then we lost lost a five star recruit for <laughs> yeah, Boyle. that's right, thirteen yeah. million dollar nil deal. Yeah, you guys are did, running a tight ship. Over there's there. a punchable yeah. face in there, by the way, somewhere. Yeah. We never did that. yeah. Didn't didn't Prime take your number one uh, recruit? No, he flipped him from uh, uh, the cornerback. That wasn't yeah. Fun. Yeah, so how do you how do you promise a kid thirteen million and then what you couldn't afford it? You couldn't come up with it. You're promising any eighteen year old thirteen million dollars. Why? It's an arms race. It's an arms race. (sighs) All right, who's got a lasso? Barbecue sauce. Ah! (laughs) Let me pick up on the one Pope was alluding to. Um. Because it was, uh, I thought it was a good one. I saw it, Pope, like you did. It was B.J. Hill, um, the teammate of Joseph Osai, who Osai's the guy who hit Mahomes, gave the 15 yards that that cost, arguably cost the, him his team the game. Uh, but Hill, his teammate, stood by him during you know the time that he was speaking to the press, and basically just said, you know. Don't have you know he doesn't have to answer that question. Pick another question, and and he, you know he they didn't let him off the hook completely, but Hill stood there next to him, supporting him, and you know more or less with his arm around him the whole time in the screenshot, uh, right there with him the whole time. And and to me that that's a sort of a quintessential lasso moment because it is a team game. The coach when they asked the coach about it about the play, he said there's not one play that cost us that game. There are a lot of times we left points on the board and. A lot of plays that cost us that game. Uh, and so I thought that was a pretty good teammate coming to his support and, and really sort of the uh, the spirit of the Lasso Award. Agreed. Maybe you should fix your offensive line. Yeah. Any other Lassos? You know, Anybody? no, guys, it's not exactly the spirit of the Lasso, but – the five of us may never get one except for today. Uh, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Like we were just sitting at a bar, like just hamming it up, doing sports banner and saying like, what do you think? We Should we open up a bar restaurant where we do sports talk or should we do a podcast? And uh, I, I did not think we would get a hundred episodes. I mean, when we sp- spent the first five or 10 ripping on, who would be play quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles? I was done, but the, <laughs> the, five or ten. <laughs> the fact that we got to hundred, forgot about that. <laughs> when we're professionals, like working hard with families and businesses and all that stuff, um, I think it's I think it's pretty cool. I think I think we're deserving of our own lasso for reaching to a hundred, and all of our fans that stuck by us all the way through. I love it. Yep, agreed. Congrats, boys. Anybody have a, a, a favorite us. moment they want to mention from one to to a hundred? Mine's when Rooster got his tattoo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he thought we were serious. <laughs> <laughs> that was mine. <laughs> there are a lot of a lot of good ones. Lot lot of lot of gaffes along the way. But all I think all of the time when when Rooster drinks, it's our best episodes. Uh, it is. Yeah, it is. We need Whiskey. more of that. Whiskey Rooster. There was one episode where where uh, I had a couple of bourbons and we were covering hockey and I was just making stuff up. 
And no one would have noticed except Paul Miller listened to the episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, did, yeah. <laughs> what did you say? Something like it was like Toronto won the Stanley Cup in 1996. How about with the time when uh, we allowed, I think it was at a live one, when we allowed oh. we allowed Jamiroquai to, to uh, riff oh, on yeah. it. Rooster, Rooster told him to wrap it up. <laughs> Spin Before he could I open his said, mouth, nobody will ever, and nobody will question. ever forget the uh, the um, uh, enlightening uh, dive into Olympic canoeing that Olympia gave us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was great. Or, or my favorite, the British African Americans. Oh my god! Oh, oh, that that came back up. I got I cut that out of the last episode. That episode. Jeez. No, you didn't. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's why live is so much fun oh boy never I again but but seriously though having uh jerry bembry on and uh doctor was it uh shannon oh, 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 was, was good those were great. we need we need to yeah. do you know promise to our listeners we need to do more of that in the next 100 uh as we get more serious uh into the uh some of these issues in sports i have a uh cousin who's very close to me and, and is going through some health issues and he listens to us and his request is uh, that he'd like to watch us as well. So we need to get on the YouTube channel. No, oh, wow. We'll start working on that. We'll start yeah. working on that. There's going to be some new things happening. Exciting times. Uh, a couple, just a couple quick uh, hitters here before we sign off on episode 100. Uh, we, I think we got to note that, uh, Djokovic won the Australian and has moved back right into a tie. Isn't that right? For the, uh, yes. Yep. So Joker won the majors. Yeah. yeah. Nobody knew it. God, I, mean, I thought we were, I almost, we were almost through this episode uh, without mentioning tennis. tennis. I know. Sorry. And Arena Sabalenka won the women's side. Uh, those, those are majors. So we got to, we got to note that. But also, um, I think we got to pour one out, don't we? We had a big loss. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, a couple yeah. big losses. Actually, two this week. Um, yep. Uh, sure Billy Packard and then Bobby Hull, Billy. uh, two, Ugh. yeah, Billy Packard. Yes. Yeah, so two, uh, two big, uh, big losses in the sports universe. Uh, so we'll pour, pour one out for each of those guys too. Yeah. I, I grew up listening to Billy Packard, um, uh, do the ACC games. Um, yeah. Hall of fame guy, right. you know, he and Nance did so many final fours. So. And his son, though his son uh, Mark also has uh, has a show on, you know, on Sirius, and then does a bunch of announcing. So you know, his legacy has lived on. Not too late to pour one out. I forgot last week to pour one out for Chris Ford. Yes, yeah. right, right. He was a great, great basketball player, Villanova, then played in the NBA, coached, and uh, I hit a lot of the lifers in the NBA pretty hard because he was pr- very close to a lot of folks. So. It's another good guy gone, but we'll definitely miss Billy Packer a ton in March. Yeah, we'll really, we'll really, we'll really feel that loss in March. All right, guys. Well, listen, you know, sports are uh, are in a lot of ways a distraction. They're superfluous, but but they also bring a lot of people together. And a uh, hundred episodes with you guys, it's uh, it's been great. Looking forward to the next hundred. And when we do this uh, next time, we'll have five tattoos on this on this pod. Rooster's going to get five. That's awesome. <laughs> he's going to get it. He's going to get two sleeves of the logo. I don't think one's enough. When we have three with the tats, the two without are going to feel awfully I embarrassed. I can't wait to see yours in Phoenix, Nace. I'm excited about it. All right. You'll see it. All right, guys. Have a good week. Congratulations on 100 episodes. House, congratulations on
The SMQBs are Brian Bandwagon Pope, who hails from Dallas, Texas, and has never met a first-place team that he didn't have a personal connection to. Michael Rooster Phelan, hailing from Richmond, and who roots for teams from New York, or is it Boston? I can't remember which it was. One or the other. Also, Patrick Milk Michaeler from Tampa Bay, and he is still massively in love with Tom Brady and will never get over his man crush on the GOAT. Toby House Milrod, a long-suffering sports fan, hailing from Philadelphia, whose Eagles team, mm, they're still looking for another quarterback. And I am Chris Bison Nace, hailing from Washington, District of Champions. Thanks for listening.